0: You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe. And worldwide on IRLonestar.com.
1: All right. Good morning. How are we Moses? Yeah, holy Moses is right. Thanks for listening to our community radio. It is Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We are live on Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy, hanging out in the studio. Uh, our bumper music today is by Moses Rangel, who will be in the studio later today. Is it Rangel?
2: Out. Rangel? Well, I don't
1: know, we'll ask him. Rangle. How about that? Wrangle. I like that a lot more. Rangel A little but welcome to Dick and Skippy in the mornings, broadcasting from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. If you want to uh, chat with us, we have a text call line, 936-228-9368. We'll be taking text messages uh, until about 10 o'clock when we have our special guests. And then if they want to open the phone lines, we'll open the phone lines then. Until then, it's just us hanging out. So feel free to comment on our Facebook live feed or uh, get involved through at gmail.com. Uh, yeah. So how was you, how are you doing, Skippy? I'm doing okay. Yeah. It was a, a busy
2: weekend and a busy Monday, but I'm loving it. And I'm loving That's the good. weather. You know, it's only 85 right now. It's only going to get up to 94. So we got a veritable cold front out there, but we may get some thunderstorms, uh, this afternoon for a little bit. And same thing tomorrow, but it's kind of a slightly downward trend, only the low to mid nineties for the highs. And down to mid-70s for the lows, so maybe my AC won't be blowing all night long. That's what's killing me in the electric electric bill uh, forum is during the day, you know, I have the automatic uh, timer on my thermostat that, you know, like during the day uh, I'll crank it up to 82 so I'm not wasting air all day. So if I'm there, I can bring it down. But at night I'm used to just basically having it off or setting it at 78 or something and let the the coolness of the night take over. Well, the AC has been running all night long. So uh, I may have to take out a second loan for my
1: Reliant bill this month. You never know. Yeah, my dad was telling me about their bill, and it was great because, you know, we watched the house, and when he was telling me about it, I can't believe what people pay, especially with this SJRA stuff. Mm -hmm. Because he was telling me where they live, they don't even even uh, benefit from it. Like, they don't have access to that water. Wow. But they still have to pay. <laughs> so uh, I'm surprised there's not some, if that's true, I'm surprised no one's spending their free time and trying to change that. But, uh, but yeah, and we're, uh, we're one step closer for Studio B, Ooh, which is great. It's yeah. not exciting. we are going to get some new equipment coming in very soon, set yeah, it up. it's finally taking the next step. So we have that. So well, we would be
2: growing here. If you don't know so, about Lone Star, you know we've pretty much doubled our capacity. Yeah. And uh, Dick's been working. Dick's been working really hard on this. Those of you who may not know, Dick is also the the, the station manager, the the owner of the station, if you can phrase it like that. Yeah.
1: And I think it's going to be done. My goal is by the end of September. And uh, yeah. So if you're interested in starting a show or need a place to interview, and we're going to do high quality production in the back especially with video production. We're going to have lighting and all that kind of stuff. Cool. So it's going to be exciting. I'm going to see what trouble we can get into. I'm going to try to move the ticket stub back there. That way we can do more interactive stuff because I've noticed a lot of movie shows have more visuals. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to try to bump that up because I like watching comedy on trailers and those kind of things. Gotcha. I think that's possible. Well, how was your weekend? It was good. I uh, did a variety of things. We did the bowling alley. Hall and I entered a no-taps tournament. Hey, what? And tournament? no taps. No so taps. So what? No taps is is basically when you throw your first ball, if you hit nine pins down, it counts as a strike. So it's supposed to be more of an involved, interesting. Yeah, it's supposed to be more of a fun game because both high uh, high quality players can get three hundreds easier, and then low quality players can still like you know, get on the board. Get on the board. So, uh, but I will say no taps. I will say, and this is not a slide against three hundred, but there was totally different crowd. Like, completely different. I think out of, like, the 40-something people that showed up, th- that uh, it wasn't, uh, like, maybe 10 of them were local people. Okay. And I don't like those other people. They were really rowdy. Like they It's f- funny when they, they come into your uh, your. Turf. Well, i almost talking, I almost, almost watched two fights. And I'm sitting really? there, yeah, and I was like, Holly, let's get out of here. Like, let's not, we don't have to deal with this crap.
2: It reminds me of a time many years ago, so... For decades, off and on, I've frequented a a location in Houston called Marfrellas.
1: Yeah, we talked about that place. We you have. You wanted to take me there. It was really weird. Yeah,
2: well, you know, you just got to get Marfrellas sometime. But for those of you who don't know, Marfrellas is a hidden gem, literally. They've never advertised. You have to know where it is. Uh, it's a building behind a, a blue door, and that's all you know. Uh, it's in the River Oaks area. But it is known for its... Dim lighting and discreet staff. And I'll, I'll phrase it like that with an upstairs that, you, you know, you can stay downstairs, you can go upstairs. Uh, it's, it's all legit, but it's a place where you can get a little bit more relaxed and intimate than you could at, you know, a sports bar. And I remember one point many years ago, a pub opened up like right next door across across the way and they stumbled into the, the overspill from that pub because it was like a Sherlock's and all the yuppies were there and, woo-hoo, you know, bearing it up and dartsing it up and carousing it up, stumbled into Marfayla. It's like, hey, look, we've found another place. And so the place became very popular, at which point the owner at the time decided, oh, heck no. And pretty much quadrupled drink prices and did everything he could to get them out. And uh, because
1: you don't, someth- sometimes you just don't want the outer element. Well, what's interesting about what you're talking about, I uh, staying at my parents. We had cable and I, I stumbled across a show called Playboy Channel. Uh, no, uh, Bar Rescue.
2: Bar Rescue. Oh, I think and I've it's heard of one of that. those
1: reality shows. And I was like, oh, let's see what this is all about. And it, it was interesting to see this guy visit bars that seemingly seemed to be like right next to a Walmart. Like that's what they remind. Like it wasn't like a unique place that's been around for eighty years and it needed a revisit. You know those kind of things. Because a lot of businesses have to go like revisit their their. Well, model. I
2: would think a bar that's old has is successful because it's established. You know it doesn't really. Well, need that was kind of like the Gordon
1: Ramsay thing where like every restaurant you go to be like four Michelin stars, but now we're in the outs and it's like well clearly you've been at the top. So what what. What worked then that you're he, not doing now? You kind of had the philosophies. So you have to be get you have to go along with what the people want, especially local. Like if you're gonna be in a tourist area, you got to offer what's local. That way, people get a taste of what they're visiting. And the bar thing was just so ridiculous to me, because especially people who open bars, and especially people who open bars in areas that are like in a shopping center, because there's nothing unique to the building.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
1: kind of like what you put inside It makes it unique. Cause you have
2: to have a draw for a bar. Yeah. You, you, you have to.
1: So it sounds like marvelous. You, uh, do you get to pay a cover fee? Cause it's, you did then. <laughs> cause it's, well, it, it sounds like you have to, you can hang out there all night. You could. And your booth. You, you could. Uh, Some people and like They to, relish uh, on the fact that they were
2: darn near empty a lot. This is back in the day. They, they could have changed because I haven't been there in several years. But back in the day, you frequently... You know, I may be there with a date or with some friends, even because it wasn't necessarily a make out place you could go just relax, but it was quiet very very soft music playing, very quiet um very dim deeds could happen you dark know,
1: deeds or, or quiet deeds. Did you know there's a new hangout spot coming our way uh there's a new taco truck place opening up right behind the sonic. Over I heard, here on Fraser and 105. Is, is that
2: what I heard that there's gonna be like a food truck uh, I don't know call it depot camp. you can. <laughs> I don't know. Food Truck go. Depot would, would
1: be. Yeah, they're doing that. And uh, I think they're going to be opening pr- relatively soon. I think on the next side of this side of the next year. I think that's when they're shooting for. There was an article in Community Impact for Conroe Montgomery. So that's going to be kind of a cool hangout spot. And uh, I think, I don't know if they're going to do what like what Garibaldi's does where they have their own bar and then, like, you have the food truck options. Because... Well, this is actually a good thing. Uh, my my dad was out of town with my mother, and they were visiting Williamsburg and Virginia and all that kind of stuff. Did you
2: have a risky business
1: weekend there? Uh, oh, for sure. And uh, he was talking about he went to a place that had over seventy beers on tap. and he's like, why on earth would you want to manage seventy beers on tap? And I go, I don't even know because I guess like the what's the what's the most tap place here in Montgomery County? Uh, probably Deacon Baldy's. How many taps do they have?
2: They have quite a few. That's the kind of indoor-outdoor place. Yeah, that's on, what I'm saying. On, like,
1: that's the food truck
2: thing. Yeah, they have food trucks there too um, that, that rotate. They have little children's playing area. It's, it's a great place, but I just know that they have a lot of taps there. And I'm not much of a beer guy, so I haven't been on the lookout, uh, but I would presume it's a place like Deacon Baldy's.
1: Okay, because I know the Pacific Yardhouse has at least 20. Okay, and I know Redbrick has like nine. They always like they revolve theirs a lot though. So you get like a new beer every week there. But I guess the beer business is really booming where people just go in and and try different they want to have at least 80 options.
2: Well, think about it. It's almost like cable TV back when
1: we had just the three big networks and then your your local channels. I mean, if any show Bar Rescue can be on, I'm like, all right, anyone anyone can have a show. That pretty, show, pretty much. I was sit there. I was just amazed how that's a show, and I enjoyed. I enjoyed. Well, they're the, cheap to make. The theatrics of it, but
2: no, mm-hmm. well, they're cheap to make. But think, you know, back in the day with broadcast TV, we had three. We dealt with it, and then when we got cable, and you could really, you could have 24 hours dedicated to a single topic. Boom! Everyone wanted to get in on it. Same thing with with, with beers. you know, we had our big three back in the day: Coors, Schlitz, and Bud. And now that you got. IPAs and micro brews and, and all these things it it brings everyone says okay I can have a particular taste
1: and enjoy it. I just it. can't imagine managing that uh, nor I but again so I'm basically s- now I'm suspicious of any place that has more than ten
0: <laughs> because <laughs> break now of it's your like, mind?
1: well it's more of like how do y'all know you will clean every single thing every single time because you're dealing with more than ten kegs. Well, you want to get
2: freaked out, and, go, and go you, watch you, a worked Starbucks. At a restaurant. You've
1: worked at a restaurant before, right? I have. I'm a there, There's cook. always, like, one person is the only one who knows how to do the kegs. Yep. And, the, and he's not there. What, that, Sorry, we're but, out of Pepsi. Well, it's like that other person's <laughs> figuring it out. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I can't imagine. So, people, when you go to places more than 10, you're you you're probably uh doing the guessing game.
2: Yeah, well, see, here's the thing. I, I'm so weeny that uh, Rolling Rock, I think, is probably one of my favorite beers. Yeah. Which is just water with a little bit of beer sprinkled into yeah. it. You got a spritzer, Yeah, and, and there's your beer. But I enjoy it. I, I can drink it down quickly. I'm a sipper. Okay. So, well, yeah, I I mean, But I'm also the guy that when I go into a bar and they ask, you know, what do you want to drink? I'll say, light beer. What kind? I don't care. Yeah. Just as long as it's light, I really don't care.
1: And, and I know that's when people learn how not to keep uh, creating friction between you and a patron. It's like, okay, cool, boop, boop, No. Yeah. And but then again, I bet what it is is they dealt with the buttholes who go like, "I didn't want Coors Light." I, I get that, and
2: uh, but I, I also, you know, I'll go to a restaurant if I can't choose between two meals, I'll tell the the waiter or the waitress, I'm like, I, I can't decide between these two. Okay, yeah. which one do you want? Surprise
1: me. I really don't care. Well, we'll go check out this place and order a spritzer and beer for you. <laughs> Give me a Zima, and uh, yeah, let's see if they have that on Bartles top. and That'd James. Be gross. But uh, <laughs> no, I <laughs> wanted to talk to you about something that's happening internationally, and it's kind of funny to me. And I was wondering if you had any funny, ha ha. Or... Well, it's more of like what's really going on here. So apparently, there's been a lot of protesting going on in Hong Kong between police and I'm guessing students, and just pretty much yeah, protests People just pissed, interested parties. Right? So there were, apparently over the past week to two weeks, there's been international protests about this. But it's four people protesting against the protest. I guess that's the way to describe it. So here in Houston and Herman Park, they had people, I think they had like over 30 to almost to 100 people at one point to pro, like basically talking great about China and like you know, for the police and all that kind of stuff. And then there was reports there was the same similar thing going on in Canada, and then in Paris, and then just kind of like all around the world, mm-hmm. protesting a protest about a pro Like I don't, I didn't really understand it. So, pro- yeah, protesters
2: are protesting, and so
1: you have counter-protesters protesting. And there, I mean, that. there's a special side sauce of of irony with people protesting here in the United States about China protesting, where you pretty much can't protest in China.
2: Right, and we're gonna we're gonna touch on China in, so in a minute I found about that something else. Funny. But I, has- So the issue with Hong Kong protesters, it's Hong Kong is a financial hub. It's it's like Wall yeah. Street. The reason why I Occupy Wall Street, one of the many reasons it bombed so badly, and I believe it did, is because the protest. No matter how many protesters you had in Wall Street, there were more corporate people in Wall. There were more money makers in Wall Street than there were protesters by far. And so yeah. what they did is just trash the place and moved on. They were like, "Get out of you know the protesters." The counter-protest was, we're ignoring you, we don't like you, get out of here. So in Hong Kong, slightly different thing. The protesters, because it's huge. I mean, it's shoulder to shoulder in the streets. Yeah, I
1: pull up a picture. I found some pictures. Pull
2: up a picture. This is insane. Well, it's stopping those in Hong Kong who actually want to make money, who actually have money to make or have families to support, are incapable of getting to their jobs or getting jobs done. These protesters may have, you know, could have easily locked their arms against all the freeways and prevented the ambulances from coming through. All
1: right, so I'm pulling this photo It's up huge.
2: No, I'm not smack-talking the, the protesters. I'm so just saying the I reason why... Let's we'll see if I can zoom in, <clears> in. The reason why there's such a massive counter-protest going on is that people are going... Uh, first off, the protesters are protesting for democracy in a place where democracy would freak them out because they've lived under an iron rule for so long, which is why the Soviet Union, when it fell, it there was a bad time where the mafia just took over because there was a sudden vacuum, a power vacuum. And to suddenly go from a despotism state to a fully democratic state is very whiplash-inducing.
1: So this one is the, at Herman Park in Houston. Mm-hmm. This is what I was talking about. So there's I mean, there's a good a good number of people there. Yeah, and they're protesting for China, not for the Hong Kong. Right. Remember, Hong Kong was a British protectorate
2: till very yeah. relatively recently. Twenty years ago, ninety nine. Yeah, something like that. Um.
1: So yeah, twenty years ago. So there's the HPD. We got them. But see, if
2: you look at it, that's that's how to do. It. Well, there are many ways to do a protest, but you know, you can protest for, you can protest against.
1: That's the whole. Well, I think I, the reason I was bringing this up, I was just curious, when national things happen, is it a common thing where other, across the globe, people get together and basically march or protest? About uh,
2: it's relatively recent. We've become a global community thanks to the Internet and thanks to satellite television that you can get CNN overseas. So something happens and, you know, China, Bangladesh, Russia, wherever, the word spreads. Uh, Despots used to rely on the fact that the news wouldn't get out, that they could control the news. Yeah. And do what they did, which is uh, back then, now you can't do it as much. One thing the news, you cannot control the news, that is for sure. News won't let itself be controlled. So that has opened up the boundaries and borders of a protest now the effectiveness of your protest is you know in hong kong they're putting their life in their hands and getting tear gassed on both sides here at herman park you get to wave a flag you get to yell you get to hold up a placard on either side and at worst maybe someone gets rowdy and they spend a night in jail that's it so it's great to protest you want to gauge the effectiveness of your protest
1: I well guess. and i guess so this spe- specific one to me was always interesting just because it's kind of like the people who love to talk trash here because we have the freedoms to talk trash to anywhere but then they're talking trash about things that if they did those same things in their country it'd be they'd be thrown in the gulag mm-hmm. and they're supporting the people who throw people in the gulag well it's- Interesting you say that because this is something I want
2: to segue into over China because, again, you have people protesting for China saying, hey, you know, at least, at least we're not a democracy with, you know, all our decisions are taken away from us. Some people actually take comfort in that. You know, I'm a small business owner, but sometimes I would just give someone else's left arm for me to be in a paycheck job again where I had a boss because the buck doesn't stop with me then. Yeah, and so I have to admit that to, to, to be master of my own fate is very scary sometimes. To be given the opportunity to make every decision is very daunting. So many Chinese, are, we like things just the way they are. Um, for, now, they don't know any better, and I want to talk about the Chinese social credit score that's going down.
1: Well, that was conspiracy theory was the reason these international protests are going on <gasps> is to increase their credit score. It could be because so China because they were making they were making connections with Russia and during the USSR days, where basically everyone was expected to come out and support whatever the government was doing. So right. If there was a parade, everyone needs was to go. And Everyone this, you- needs to go to the parade, and then this was kind of a similar thing where, you know, wh- where does the line get crossed? Where oh, it's you're actually supporting something because of this, because one of the arguments was if people who really support China and what they do, usually they're really quiet about it because, I'm talking about in other countries, because of the anti-China view the whole world kind of has on China, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah,
2: it absolutely does. And you absolutely hopped right on board with the whole Chinese social credit score that the government has instituted. Now, currently, 2.5 million Chinese citizens are now... Prevented from buying airplane tickets, they are viewed as discredited entities. And I want to give you a sampling of your social credit score, which is like a credit score here in America, Experian or whatever. If your credit score is bad, if you have high debt or whatever, then it you, you know it's harder for you to get stuff. But this is a social credit score uh, where the, your score can be lowered for engaging in a number of different behaviors, including. And I'm I'm reading this right off the
1: wire. Don't we have a social credit score? No. Yeah, like if you're a felony, like there's your credit score. You're yeah, credit well, okay, felony. there's that. That's being criminal. But see, that's being a criminal. Let me, and if like if I'm a citizen, I'm a citizen. If I'm in the army, I'm considered. It's different, right? If I'm if I'm a service. Yeah, member, well,
2: that's right out of uh uh the the movie uh, Starship Troopers. You that's know, right, citizen, though, right? You got to if if you enlist in the military, you get to vote. You get to uh, have a license to have a baby. You know, but that, like today
1: though, if I'm serving. They, they in see, America, if or I'm serving America, they see us as citizens. Everybody's
2: a citizen, and I
1: know. But what do they call us? in like, a if you're in military the if you're personnel. in the military and you see me, I'm I'm noted as something else no, you're to not. them. I'm not a, I'm not a marine. I'm something else. I'm a citizen, or they call us something civilian. Well, yeah, yeah well, civilian is a civilian. non-military. Yeah, so no, see, I'm telling you, credit score. And, like, we give free well, stuff to veterans. I know so a lot of veterans. In we'll fact, talk about that here at Green Zone. But like, I want to talk to Mark and be like, why are you supporting this credit system?
2: <laughs> well, here, these well, here's the thing. You're saying a military personnel may get a higher, quote, credit score because they're called a
1: citizen. Yeah, they're, our they're not society a is built around this unknown credit score. I know Mark's going to start
2: whipping out facts and figures about how many homeless veterans there are who've been and disenfranchised. Neat. So that credit score doesn't do any good. But when a government controls your social credit score – and your behavior, that means all your behaviors are monitored, but our government, including— our government does control our credit score. That, no, one doesn't. Yeah, they tell me if I'm a felon or not. You can have a high credit score and be a felon. I'm
1: telling you, my social
2: credit score. Social credit, credit score. score. My social credit score. No, then don't, don't be a felon. So. But here's the thing. Bad driving, smoking on trains, buying too many video games, buying too much junk food. Buying too much alcohol. Now, remember, when you're saying too much, the government has determined what too much is. Does this sound familiar? Well, I, what I like about this— No, hold on. Let me, let me finish this. Calling a friend who has a low credit score. Having a friend online who has a low this credit score. Uh, this is real. This is—I'm reading this right off the, the wire. Criticizing the government. Vis- visiting unauthorized websites— Walking your dog without a leash and letting your dog bark too much. These are things that will lower your Chinese social credit score. And everything this is too much, everything is unauthorized, website, uh, bark doc, talk too much, a low credit score, too much junk food, too many video games. Who's determined what too much is? The same government. This, you know, so stop comparing the United States to other countries. Why don't we do it like that? Because... There you go. You may have people protesting for China there, but as you said, a lot of them could easily be there to raise their credit. Look at me. Look at me. And think about it. Would my score go even higher if I beat up a protester? So let me make sure I get myself on camera beating up a protester
1: and I go up even higher in the government credit score. I like it. (laughs) What I like is you can add something or take away something every year. Well, this you can take away every minute. So, I buy I buy
2: one video game too many
1: and I'm suddenly Yeah, but like the next person gets in power. We like video games now. So, buy as many as you can because if you buy more you get a better happen. credit score. So that doesn't happen much in China or well, North you Korea. Know. You don't you don't know what they're doing over there. They're
2: yeah, ones. remember they the the their dynasties, they're family based. That's why Kim Jong our favorite whack job King Jong Un is the Un is the son of Kim Jong Il and hopefully Kim Hopefully for Kim Jong-un, he'll get his own kitties soon and raise them up to be his own little despots growing up. So, yeah, remember, well, remember, remember what... Kim Jong-un won with 100% of the vote, which meant that not only did everybody vote for him, but everybody in the country cast a vote for him. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> you want to send Mueller over there to to, to investigate that? I don't think that. people really
1: care that much about that, clearly.
2: Well, not until they start lobbying, you know, so missiles are away. So it's mm-hmm. good to keep an oh, eye yeah. on them. But. but
1: yeah, I was just curious if you've seen or heard anything like this before, and especially internationally. And because I know protests happen in like in shared mentalities, kind of like what they what was it the other like four weeks ago they did uh, the immigration protest kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I did that, I get that. But this is this is more of like. I'm supporting our country and other countries.
2: Well, It it wasn't like
1: it was a sad thing. Like, you know, when 9-11 happened, I remember a lot of countries did their own thing as, like, you know, we're commemorating. Yeah, Uh this is not what I'm talking like. Oh, hey, I want to go on protest today. What are you protesting? Oh, in my country, they're protesting about something, so I'm going to protest. And to me, I feel like if I was a neighbor, I'd be like, why are you wasting your time doing this? Like, but it's good to show solidarity. and as I said earlier, you have to gauge the
2: effectiveness or the purpose of your protest. For instance, the, the Chinese government you, in Hong Kong, you want to protest for and against. However, if you notice the in Paris, the, the French protest with the yellow jacket wearers who are you know causing yeah. damage, there's not they're not showing up in a, there's no protest over here. The, you know, no sister protests mm-hmm. are going on because that is abs- not a protest per se. It's just an excuse for violence or people don't believe important well, what, what the protesters for. are protesting. That's what Portland's for. It's what, what's for? Portland. Portland.
1: Yeah, where yeah, right. they always have those protests. you yeah, right. always read like, oh, this guy got beat up. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, I, could, I can't imagine a family there that's been living there for five generations and they work at the courthouse or whatever, and it's like, man, this is getting kind of tiresome. I feel like every other weekend I have to pretend this isn't going on in front of everybody mm. and then it's just kind of like I wonder if you have to wear a certain color to let people know you're neutral-
3: mm-hmm.
2: purple I don't know gray
1: and we'll figure it they'll figure it so out.
2: something here a little so I watched uh, Aquaman Aquaman okay When did Aquaman
1: stop being a blonde white guy? Well, you know, it's funny. I was thinking of that. I liked what they did where they incorporated the the actor's heritage in a sense. like Kind of like The Rock is always Samoan because he's Samoan. Mm Mm-hmm. And they kind of did that here, and I liked it because they added that culture into his fighting, like his spirit kind of thing. Oh, I love it, but and it was, I dig that. But where did it change? Where I think I grew do... up
2: with short hair, blonde Aquaman. With well, that the was green the bad gloves. guy
1: in this one. So they made short hair blonde. That's they made sure they had that character in it, but he okay. was the brother. So has uh,
2: Aquaman always? What's the guy's name? Arthur Curry. Has yeah. has Aquaman the one I grew up with, the little blonde guy? Was that Arthur Curry too? I don't remember enough of my Aquaman history. I don't know,
1: but tell me about the movie. It, what was funny is if anyone's seen it, please join in on this. I felt like they wrote uh, the movie, and then somebody in the producers department goes, "Hey, can you run this by and make it more kid friendly?" Because there was a couple jokes in it that were very kid friendly, and then don't th- tell me gas bubbles in the water. Well, I mean, not that similar, but it was just kind of like all the one-liners and stuff was very 11-year-old-ish. But then at the end, people were just getting slaughtered. And I was like, I can't believe, (laughs) like, I couldn't. At first, I thought it was like, oh, they made it like a fun adventure kids movie. For about an hour, it was a fun adventure kids movie. And then it got real, and people were dying and all this kind of stuff. Odd. So I well again it's it really a DC was, movie and they're they're schizophrenic to begin yeah, with yeah and I didn't like that and then uh, there was there was the whole issue with every actor in it seemed out of place but Aquaman that was really strange to me
2: now was this an origin story was this just yeah, a, origin story okay
1: yeah like Nicole Kidman plays the mom and I don't know what it is about Nicole Kidman you can disagree with me but every time she plays any type of period piece or out of our real world to, like, the, you know, 2000, something that's not real-based. 2019, I mm-hmm. can't believe, like, when she plays in a Victorian, you know, whatever, I'm like, she doesn't look for, she doesn't look like she fits in that realm because I don't know what it is. Is that, you know what I'm talking yeah, about?
2: Yeah, the only one where she, I think, did pull it off was Moulin Rouge because that was kind of her Sabine character. Yeah, I guess.
1: but or I mean, Satine, I mean. Well, that movie had so much color correction in it. Like you're that's what I'm already, saying,
2: and it was you know they're they're playing rock music, they're they're doing playing Nirvana. But yeah, whenever it, when,
1: and so when she's in this movie, and she like there's a scene where she's been banned in the core, the core of the earth. That's where she is surviving, and you, you see her, and she has like well with three crazy, million psi. Cra- pressure. Yeah, well, crazy hair, uh-huh. and she has like bones of different, you know, sea animals on her. And I was like, this, she just doesn't look like she knows what she – she doesn't feel comfortable. You can tell, like, the way she's acting, she doesn't feel comfortable in this suit. And I, I, I just started laughing because I was like, I can't believe she had to do that for a day. She's probably thinking, like, what the hell is all this stuff? This check better clear. Let's see <laughs> if I can find her real quick, just so I can show you, because well, Holly was really confused. She's like, why is she in a costume? And it didn't Okay, look.
2: well, while you look that up, I will counter your Aquaman. I finally saw Avengers Endgame over the weekend. Okay. I rented it on Amazon Video. Prime Video, and I won't go into spoilers because I think it's still a little too soon. I was very impressed with it. Very rarely do you have a follow-up to a cliffhanger that is fully satisfying. I, t- I direct your attention to Best of Both Worlds Part Two if you're a Star Trek fan. Um, but this had a lot. Now, I've proudly said that I've only seen, like, one Avengers movie before I watched Infinity War. Okay. I don't even think I watched an Avengers movie. I watched Iron Man 1, and I watched Thor Ragnarok because my niece made me. But that was it. I know enough about the comic history that I was able to keep up with, you know, who's who for the most part. You know, I'd have to figure out who who was who because of a costume change. However, with Infinity War, I could keep up with it. at the end of end, Avengers Endgame... Anybody who's ever been in any Avengers movie whatsoever apparently is there at the very end. And I'm going, whoa, Michael Douglas? Whoa, Michelle Pfeiffer. I have no idea who Michelle Pfeiffer played, but I know she was in it for a scene. I I saw Marissa Tomei briefly because I know that, and I heard somewhere that she's the new Aunt May, which I laugh at. Aunt May's always been this 98-year-old crone, and now it's, you know... Uh, Mona Lisa from My Cousin Vinny. (laughs) But it was. now I need to go watch the other Avengers movies. I I think the chapter on this closed very well. It's almost hard to picture how they're going to continue the the next phase of the Marvel movies uh, with the changes they made here. It's like this was so galactic in scale. How can you match it? And I think the same reason why I think The Hobbit relatively bombed because it came out after Lord of the Rings. As a prequel, and after Lord of the Rings, it was the scope was so grand that
1: nothing could match that. I think he could. He just don't do what they did.
2: Oh, well, they tried. You know, in Lord of the Rings, you had the fate of the entire world in balance be over this ring. In uh, the Hobbit, was it was like gold. and, yeah, golden dragon. So it's kind of the law of diminishing returns.
1: But. uh did, yeah. did you find the picture of i i found her like costume but not when she's all barnacle like because she's been banned but I'm still looking for it don't worry I'll find it because barnacle i know i, I like she had that is- she had like a fish fin and she had she literally had a, a a crab arm and she you see her getting off the beach she's taking it off so you're like who's this mysterious character and I'm like why is she wearing all this crap like is that really actually useful in the in the core of the earth kind of way like how do we not
2: yeah, if I, you know, if I'm under that much pressure and heat, you know, I'm not wearing
1: shellfish. I'm so,
2: wearing, you know, my birthday suit.
1: So there you go. There's a visual. And what did you think of the the awkward? All the girls happened to be right there <laughs> by that, the by the football. You had warned me about that.
2: All I could, all I know is that when I watched that scene, I could envision myself in the cinema watching it, like opening day or something. Yeah. And every woman in the cinema just losing their stuff. Ah,
4: yeah!
2: It was a total empowerment mo- moment. It was totally set up, but I I loved it because it was so obviously, you you know, you have a battle the size of Nebraska going on, and in this one little corner of it, all the women just happened to show up in that one little area.
1: Yeah, and I was re- I mean, it was I, highly
2: unrealistic, but God help me, I loved it. I just thought it was really funny.
1: I just thought it was so out there. I was like, wait a second, did that just happen? I guess it did. All right. Well, one thing that bothered me too about the timeline stuff was the. And this is going to be spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen the movie, I guess it's been out for a long time. So you got time okay, to see it. We
2: have spoiler warning going on. Tune out for the next two minutes.
1: Well, like uh, the whole end scene where Captain America revisits, you know, and he had his life with Peggy mm-hmm. or, or whatnot, I think that kind of threw me off a little bit because that just opens the door for a lot of different things that they could do in the future. So, like, for example, they can definitely bring back Tony Stark. And... yeah, In some way, shape, or form, Tony Stark is
2: not planned to be in the next movie. <laughs> that's how I'll phrase that. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So it's kind of like... Yeah, once you establish time travel, <clears throat> that way dragons do lie, and the, the method they chose, which was Pim Particles shrinking down and navig- having the yeah. GPS, now, of course, Stark, Created the GPS, but he kept behind notes. So now you can have time travel at will if if it got to it. Uh it's, it's always good to have in the back pocket. And I'd like how they established what you could change and what you couldn't because of the timelines.
1: But just and I mean, speaking, he clearly changed a lot because he went and lived in the past, not just visiting.
2: Right. Well, that's he spent a lifetime just keeping out of the limelight and letting
1: but does that mean... Because well, he she, was in suspended animation well, for mo- me pretty much that, that whole time. So if he goes back in time when <clears throat> he was young with her, he never helped them in any of... Yes, the- he did. Because in this time, the way this time travel is set up is
2: that when you go into the past, it's still uh-huh. your current present. So things that...
1: But it's a multiverse kind of thing.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing. He didn't change the timeline because for 98% of that time period, he was in suspended animation originally. So while his frozen body's in the Arctic, somewhere, so when he got
1: unfrozen, he what, just
2: made sure he was. You know, he's an old man and just kind of hanging out. And, and so he keep creepily told
1: his lover, "Going like, that's not me. That's another one of me."
2: I'm assuming she's still alive, but
1: yeah, no, she dies of cancer at like. There, that was in a previous movie.
2: Ah, see, I'm I so that's all what I'm saying. It was
1: kind of strange to me because I was like, okay, so does she aware that there's two Captain Americas now? No, yeah. and she's like, you know, I got one of them.
2: That's always been. And speaking as a man who actually wrote a time travel, which novel, to me is really creepy. I, I love hate it though. people that have time introduce time travel and then say we can't use it again. For instance, in the Harry Potter movies, they have that Time Turner thing where they can save Buckbeak, the 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 hippogriff, or something. They save an animal, basically a
1: horse. And then basically, you know what that
0: does?
2: And then they can never save anybody. But here's the thing: Buckbeak is killed.
1: And they say, "Oh, you can't bring anyone back, but you can with this." Because we know and this also means that he kisses his granddaughter or whatever. He kisses his granddaughter. Yeah, remember in the previous, uh, the previous Captain Americas, the neighbor, the cute nurse neighbor. I never saw the Captain Americas. Like uh, he had a cute nurse neighbor, but then it turned out she worked for the company to that oversaw him, like make sure he was okay, mm-hmm. and they had a little thing. And I'm pretty sure that means in the timeline, meaning like she you came from Greek? somewhere. She, she, yeah. I mean, that's what that means, right? Am I wrong about that? Could be. I need to watch the movies. But that
2: was my long story short way of saying I need to watch all the Marvel movies now, um, preferably in order. I guess starting with Iron Man one. And I well again because I watched that back when it first came out, and I enjoyed it very much. Had no idea what it was part that they had this whole thing mapped out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, I think they did really well on getting everyone excited about the two and a half hour, three hour movie. It was three hours. And the Payoff was really good for all the like the, the watchers. Right when audience. I started looking
2: at my watch, going because for the first half of the movie, it's pretty much just this whoever's left behind, a half dozen people trying to think, hey, maybe we can change this. For the first half or two thirds of the movie, I'm okay with that. But then I started looking at my watch, like, okay, it's it's kind of the scales down, and then boom, things happen and everyone returns. And I was really impressed with it. So kudos yeah. to Marvel. And it was great seeing um, Stan Lee one last time in his oh, little cameo. Oh, they're going to digitally put
1: him in different ones. They're, they, they're going to do that. Niece-in-law. Is that what it is? I, I, is it the knee, his niece? He's kissing his niece? I, I, I have no context we for I, Captain America kissing anybody. We need to, we need I didn't to know, know he did.
2: I thought he was so pure that he would only kiss knuckles.
1: But I would suggest you checking out Aquaman on HBO.
2: Every time I tune into a, a DC movie, I, I I get I die a little on the inside by the end. Yeah, it just it, it's too painful to watch. But they they can't figure out what the heck they want to do with the DC universe. Maybe they'll have a chance now if they rebooted everything and started from scratch. Now that the Avengers is kind of on a simmer. Yeah. Maybe they have a chance, but not until they can figure out which Batman, which Joker, is it a kid's movie? Is it is it silly like a Green Lantern?
1: Here, I got an idea. I'm going to show you this. What are you going to do? This is probably not a good decision, but I'm going to try it out. Give me like two seconds.
2: Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you it's 948 on the dot here on Monday, August 19th, if you're listening to us after the fact. And it's currently in Conroe, still 85 degrees, but it's going to get up to 88 in just a few more minutes. Thunderstorms maybe starting around 2 o'clock, lasting for about three or four hours. And that's your Monday forecast.
1: Yeah, I'll do this later. I'll show it to you later. I feel like I can't put it on the screen. What is it? Well, I was gonna play the movie and I realized it's probably not a good idea. So
2: Which movie?
1: Aquaman. I don't think you can play the movie.
2: How did you get it on? How did you HBO. get it?
1: HBO.
2: Oh, 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 HBO. Uh they'll probably spank us for that, no. so
1: so it, don't put guys. it on. Dang it. Okay. Which, well, we have a special guest coming in, in about 10 minutes. Who do we got coming in?
2: Uh we have Mark Cook coming in
1: with uh Moses R- 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 Ranger. It's Rangel. Ranger, Rangel, Rangel, yeah. Rangel. Yeah, they're coming in. Talk. Uh, I think they're coming in. Talk about fundraising. Hey, Moses, do me get a favor. Get it. Get a name that we can all pronounce. Yeah. Right. Well, why don't we uh, take a quick break? Okay. And then when we come back, we'll continue talking and let them get in here and all that kind of stuff. Sounds good. All right. You're uh, you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio here on IRLoneStar.com. and uh, we will be right back after these
3: messages. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and
1: traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-647. Three seven seven six. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio.
5: Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Bean Beanpong Coffee. Bean Beanpong Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events.
0: From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension family and community health programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information, Extension programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better.
6: Is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft? Follow the commemorative Air Force and its fleet of World War II planes, including the mighty B-17 Flying Fortress Texas Raiders, which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift and a flight on a historic B-17. Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to B-17TexasRaiders.org or call 855-FLY-A-B-17. Lone
1: Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at
6: 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world.
1: Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are removed from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com.
7: Hey guys, this is Connor, this is Dick, this is Chris, and we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com, you go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS, you can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every
1: show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating, anything has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stuff Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio.
8: Ain't nothing else that I'd rather do than spend all night addressing you.
2: Welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings, 9:55 on the dot on a Monday morning. We're wafting into the, the week. You can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, unless we say otherwise, from 9 to 10 if we have special guests. We'll take it past 10 o'clock, all the way maybe up to 11. Speaking of special guests, we got some today coming in. We got Mark Cook from Green Zone Housing, along with Moses Rangel. We finally figured out how the heck to pronounce this man's last name. We need to tell Moses to pick a name. You know, it's a stage name. Pick, pick, Pick any stage name that just there's no question about. But Ranger there, Moses Ranger, that'll do it. But anyhow, we got Mark in the studio with us who's. Fiddling with his microphone.
4: Good morning, guys. Hey,
2: good to have you back in the studio, man.
4: It's great to be here. Thanks again for allowing us to come back and sully your reputations.
2: Oh, I don't think that's possible, my young friend. But I know Moses is on his way up. He's uh, schlepping in from... Richmond-Rosenberg area, right? Correct. You exactly. know, that's my old stomping grounds. Is it real? Yeah, when I moved back to America in 82, we uh, they were just starting to build Pecan Grove Plantation. Oh. And so we had to wait three months for our house to be built. We were one of the very few houses out there. You know,
4: you moved back in 82 mm-hmm.
2: from Germany. Uh, England. England. Mm-hmm. England. I moved in from...
4: I got back to the States in 79 from Trinidad. Okay. Uh, but Dad didn't know that about you.
2: Yeah. So I think if I go out there now, I just remember... The chain gangs working on what is now First Colony Mall's property. Wasn't that the old Sugarland Mall, uh, Sugarland Prison? Yeah, back the in the day, T.C. Jester Prison. Yeah, I remember
4: that. I yeah. had an uncle there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I did. It, well, was the, it was the other side of the
2: family. The the other you know possibly awkward moment. My daughter-in-law was a prison guard out there really? for a while, and really? her and her father was too. So for the what longest happened time, what to that prison? Uh, it became First Colony. A developer came and bought the prison yeah I think the prison itself is is there it's really small it's more like a glorified holding facility uh, but no more chain gangs because you know Lord forbid we put convicted felons to work and not for 12 dollars a day you know I mean, <laughs> they do great leather work if you
4: go you know you can go down to the Huntsville place up there and you get leather work and furniture and everything else
2: I stopped appreciating leather work when I found out that the best way to tan leather is to urinate on it that's where that term you've heard that term piss poor you know you know where that come from, don't ah, you? Ah, now we know. I just don't want to wear something that someone else has urinated on unless it was me.
4: Well, that's just by accident, though, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, accident, I, accident only. I saw the Depends in the back of your car. I mean, since <laughs> the last birthday,
2: you know. Well, that's if I have to make a cross country trip to go kill somebody, you know, <laughs> from Sugarland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us out
4: here again, guys. I really appreciate it. I know Moses is actually bringing his new. Guitar too. His git fiddle. Yes, yeah, git fiddle. And awesome. Yeah, this is going to be a fun time. You know, we're promoting Moses a lot now. He's doing a new album uh, in Nashville, I believe. I think there's something going on up there. I guess he'll fill us in on that. We have uh, on the thirty first, he's going to be playing for us down at the Jump for Heroes.
2: So let's talk about that real, real quick because sure. I know, I know that. You've talked about it before, but believe it or not, our audience base is growing. So, well, you guys are good. That's why. You, well, we're paying more people. So, is that it's, what it is? It's what it is. So, peeps, if you don't know, this is Mark Cook. Mark Cook runs Green Zone Housing. Mark, in forty words or less, what is Green Zone Housing?
4: Green Zone is a program by which we build homes for distressed and homeless veterans. How's that?
2: Thirteen words. And not, not bad. bad. Not but bad it's all at all. Under two syllables. Right. It's a great nonprofit organization. Way too many um, veterans find themselves displaced Mm -hmm. post-service. And Dick and I were kind of touching on that earlier. You know, China's got this social credit score going on that if you eat too much junk food or buy too many video games or speed or have a friend with a low credit score, it lowers your social credit score. And now all of a sudden, two and a half million Chinese people can no longer buy airplane tickets because their social credit score is too low. Dick was talking about how we sort of kind of have that here in America with, you know, if you're in the military, uh, you're a citizen, but, you know, you're you're a civilian if you're not in the military. And it's like, well, yeah, it differentiates, but everyone's a citizen. So if you're in the military or not, you're still a citizen. But Dick was saying, well, you know, c- civilian, that's, that's a different word, which means that if you're in the military, you're not a civilian. So you already have a kind of a social credit score on that. And I said, well, wait till Mark comes in. I'm sure Mark can drop some facts and figures on the number of displaced veterans that I are wish in this I country.
4: could. There's a bunch of them. Uh, I wish I did have those numbers. And I come unprepared for that because I didn't know there was going to be a test. We
2: actually talk, cover some serious topics here from time to time. Really? In between our Star Trek references and, and movie grousing.
4: Well, I get, to, I get to watch in the mornings when I'm not on the road. Actually, I do watch you guys. And I got my little phone set up and I push the little button and it comes on and I get to watch you while I drive. That's the wrecks that you see on I was 45. About
2: to say, there, there were two on the way up here. Now we know why. Yeah, that was Mark watching your show coming up
4: here. Uh, the, the problem we're having right now is our veterans' opportunities, not necessarily the homelessness is a big major issue, but that all revolves around, home, uh, around opportunities and tools to perform. There's, I got a call this morning on my way over here, this gentleman. He's 80% disabled. He moved in from uh, uh, over there by Lake Livingston. And he he called me and he said, look, I I just need a job. He's uh, an opportunity. He's 80% disabled, and he's he's looking for work. It's an opportunity that these guys are looking for. So here's a little shout-out. If anybody's got a job for a veteran that's 80% disabled, uh, he does construction, he needs work and he called me this morning and said, Mark, help me out. And I said, Okay, let me see what I can do. So is anybody out there that's got a job for a disabled vet? Give us a call on the show and uh, I'm sure Dick or Skippy will say, Hey, I'll put you over to Mark and we'll hook you up and see if we can't get this guy some work.
2: And that's a quote. Hey. Yeah, it's hey.
4: You know, want
2: to improve hey. your social credit score? <laughs> yeah.
4: Do something for somebody else. I did a video on that a couple of days ago about uplifting people, just just simply saying nice things to folks.
1: Have
4: you ever noticed how people's demeanor changes when you, like you're at the Stop and Rob? I hate to use that term, but that's what my dad called it. Mm-hmm. What's you, the
1: Stop and Rob, just so I know?
2: Stop and Go, Seven Eleven, 11 A corner store. Yeah, the, it's, or it's, the Choke and Puke. That's what they called it in the CB days. CB. CB Radio? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, just walk in there and... Be nice to somebody. Hold the door open a little bit longer. The lady behind the counter or the guy behind the counter that you're buying whatever from, make conversation with them. Just uplift them a little bit. You'll be surprised at how your day changes and, and how it affects them. We really don't know how those people's lives are working. They may need that. That may keep them from doing something
2: stupid. It's far-reaching. It's amazing. I absolutely agree. Think right. about you're in a situation. You meet someone, and someone asks you, "Hey, how are you doing today?" And with three words, you can make or break that person's entire day. You can say, "Great, thanks, you." Correct. Or uh, get lost. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Th- just think about it. Probably, uh, or just two words: "Great, you." Fine. Get lost. Yeah. yeah.
4: Depends on how you want to inflect.
2: Exactly. So that how that happens, two words can literally affect someone's entire day slash possible life. I mean, if you say that to the wrong person who's like, give me a reason to, to smile at the world today.
4: Yeah. And what's the ripple effect from that? Just think about yeah, the and far reaching effects. You're nice to this person. They're nice to the next person. It's sort of like those things, you know, pay it forward when you go to the store and you buy.
2: I saw that in a Pepsi commercial once where they just start Everybody spreading it out buying. and everyone ends up dancing.
4: Yeah, I would be the guy in the very back though on the line where they're buying everybody's drinks. I would order everything on the menu. The poor guy in front of me is like, oh dude,
2: <laughs> I was just trying for a Coke. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's just wrong. I shouldn't have said that. So that screen zone housing is a providing housing for um, these displaced veterans and you, you have that's,
4: that's correct but you know there, we, there's more to it
2: than I that. was just about to say and you've grown beyond it because uh, you know we've known each other for a while now and those were the early days where right. you know scrambling to, to find a, a structure to put something in and yeah. scrambling yeah. to find the volunteers and scrambling to spread the word and now you've been on the Steve Harvey show you've been on Dick and Skippy in the mornings many times right so oh, you know. Did
4: y'all know did y'all the listeners may not know this but if you watch that 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 clip from the Steve Harvey show my dear friend Sean is the one that did the, the uh-huh. video that they showed. So, you know, we have a lot of connection. You were there at the very beginning.
2: And you've grown so much. So not only have you grown, but your, um, your, your package of, of, of services and goods have grown no, that's, too. No, that,
4: that's true. Green Zone Housing is, is not just about building houses anymore. I mean, that was a sexy part. That's the cool part. But they don't see what we do during the day. And that's, you know, helping veterans in any any form or fashion we can, getting them into programs or just, like the other day, I took a a gentleman down to get his driver's license he had lost for three years. It was a three-day event. I put in 200 miles in my car just to get him a learner's permit to see that that guy's eyes light up because he's now got a driver's license again so he can go out and get a job, so he can go out and function in society. The simple things like that are what we do as well. You know, we work with... uh, Canon Recovery, to help the veterans there. We work with Birdwell Foundation. We work with whoever and anybody that needs help. We get calls, Can you can you run somebody for a job interview? Can you write a resume for a guy? Can you just help in the small, minimal ways? We do so much of that anymore that it's hard just to build homes because there's so much need, and if you can take a minute of your time to help somebody out in a certain way, then why not do it? And that's what we've evolved into. It's gone to the point now, like, I'm coming up this uh, Thursday, I'll be speaking in Laredo, uh, Texas A&M International. Mr. Dan Lay, he called me and asked me, said, so, you know, we want to put in a, a program for veterans. And I said, okay. He says, uh, we want to use the Green Zone program to make that happen. I said, okay. He said, "Well, can you help us?" And I said, "Sure." So he arranged a meeting. I'll be speaking to the mayor, the city council, everybody down there about how to fund, how to orientate, how to get everything squared away to get a veterans homeless society of community in Laredo area, and it's being backed by the city leaders and the and the uh, city business owners uh, but Budwe- what we're actually going to be at the budweiser distributorship for the meeting which are to be fun you know get them up and lubricated so we can have some fun over there so yeah. that's going to be uh that's going to be an interesting program coming up so that's that's, and that's everyone
1: can find information on this we're if people are watching or got distracted there's someone uh, i think moses is here
4: yeah yes I so
1: see. where can people go to find all the information it's a Dot com. Dot com. And you
4: can, mostly we have a lot on our Facebook. It's Green Zone Housing, three words on our Facebook, that allows us to communicate daily because there's always updates that we give, whether it's myself giving them or, or Samantha or whoever's doing the work for us. So, yeah, you want to go to GreenZoneHousing.com. You want to go to Green Zone Housing on Facebook. I think we've, we've even opened a Twitter account and a, and a, what is that other one, Instagram?
2: Instagram, Facebook, for a, for Twitter, yeah. Snapchat. I don't do swipe so. left for Mark. Is, is it left or right? I always get that confused. Go left. Go
4: left. Always swipe go left. left. Go left. Always go left, because that's the, you know, I'm, I'm I'm married to my veteran community. That's that's what I do.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break. Cool. Real yeah. Quick, and then we'll get Moses set up. When we He's get, this get we're gonna be coming back yeah, with Moses
2: like Rangel, yep. if that indeed is his real name, and. uh, talk about some skydiving maybe hear some music sounds good
3: county area from clean sweep office cleaning with scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care window care trash collection restroom disinfection and stair and elevator cleaning clean sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily weekly and monthly options Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
5: Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Bean Coffee. Bean Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown conroe or historic montgomery we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee delicious pastries and courteous staff come visit us at 330 north main street in conroe or 401 college street suite 170 in montgomery visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events
6: want to check out the fastest growing sport in the world it's right here in conroe texas and it's roller derby Conroe Roller Derby is a non recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast-paced, hard-hitting game of roller derby. The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com.
8: Hey, y'all, it's DJ Mike from Dance Diamond, Texas. Join me Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. as I count down the top 10 Texas Red Dirt songs that are packing the dance floor. I'll be featuring local artists and the story behind the hits, shows in the area, as well as new songs that make you want to dance. It's Dance Diamond, Texas with DJ Mike on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC, Conroe, Texas, or online, IRLoneStar.com. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936 936-
6: or call the station message line at 936-647-3776.
3: You are listening
1: to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. You know just
8: what Doing
2: to me ain't no place that I'd rather be. Hey, hey, hey. 1012 on the dot here, at mornings Lone Star. Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on IRLoneStar.com. Broadcasting on 104.5 and 106.1 on your Conroe dial worldwide on IRLonestar.com and live streaming on Facebook. We also podcast every show. So if you just can't get enough of Dick <laughs> and Skippy in the mornings then there you go. go to... What are you snickering at there, Mark? I, you laughing at another man's unfortunate name? Yes, I am. Well, we love Dick in the studio. Well, I do too, but... Which I've, one is Dick and which one is Skippy? Well, unless I'm referring to myself in the third person a lot. <laughs> I'm Dick. Dick. That's he, Skippy. He's Dick. I, come on, I look like a Skippy, so there, there you go. But anyhow, so we do have Mark Cook with Green Zone Housing. You've been listening to him telling us about Green Zone Housing as we were kind of killing time. For Moses Rangel to show up here. Moses in the studio. Welcome, man.
8: Hey, everybody. How P- you doing?
2: Please tell me I've been pronouncing that name right.
8: It's pretty close. It's Rangel.
2: Rangel? I knew it! Rangel. I knew it! I said that earlier, and you laughed at me. But,
8: but it, actually, you know, really and truly, it's supposed to be pronounced
2: Ranhel. See, I was going French Rangel, but I'll go Rangel. Ranhel. Rangel.
8: But when I was in Nashville, Tennessee, they said, you know, we're going to change your name. I said, no, we're not going to do that. They said... Let's change the pronunciation. I said, okay, I'm up
2: for that. And they said, Wrangle. There you go. Well, Maurice Micklewhite. Is that name strike a bell? Micklewhite. Maurice Micklewhite. You may know him better as Michael Caine. Right. See, you're, 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 you're a braver man than he, you know, Maurice. He didn't say just change the pronunciation. He wussed out and changed his whole name. You said, no, we're just going to change the pronunciation. Same thing with Archibald Leach. He totally wussied out and changed his name to Cary Grant. Wow. See, so just changing the pronunciation, that makes you smarter and, and braver than Cary Grant. And I bet you're
4: a killer at trivia
2: games. Oh, yeah. Later on, I'll tell you uh, John it's Wayne's real really name. But that, that'll hurt you when you find out John Wayne's real Morris, name. Morris? Marion. Marion. Mm-hmm. I knew it was him. There you go. But anyhow, we're talking about Moses Rangel. I had it right. Well, of course, I was joking when I had it right. but well, six 6'4". <laughs> I wouldn't joke too much. I, right. Well, I can run pretty fast for an old guy. I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: Well, Moses, you're gonna be uh be the entertainment at the upcoming fundraiser. For- well, actually,
2: bodies plummeting from the sky John, to me is the entertainment. Oh yeah, he's yeah. gonna provide
1: the musical interlude. The
2: background music for the fall. Do you know the Jaws theme? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying,
4: <laughs> play that. It's that not gonna
2: go
8: over well. But-
4: <laughs> you know, I'm having a hard time convincing all my friends to jump out of an airplane. Anyway, you're not helping.
2: Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> I thought
8: they were throwing him out. That's what I was thinking.
2: <laughs> well, that's why the first time I exited an airplane from the air, I was thrown out. So I, ha- I have I have rage issues. So <laughs> well, that, on. that did mention that.
4: You know, that that who was it? Uh, Chuck.
8: Chuck Akers.
4: Yeah, he said we're having this thing where we're gonna throw Mark out of an airplane. I took his exception to that.
2: I thought there was gonna
8: be some negotiation about this. I know there was money being raised to throw you out of the airplane.
1: Oh, I'd, I'd give money to throw Mark out of an airplane. That, that's go. I can brilliant. see where
4: the love comes from. I, <laughs> I, I, I think. Do. Like,
1: I, <laughs> don't you have, like, instead of a thermometer measuring the fundraiser, it's every time they, like, $1,000, they take out a string of the parachute? So <laughs> it's, it's wow. a, like, you're hanging
2: on to one. Are well, oh, you going yeah, to have a GoPro really, stuck you, I, to your helmet? No, I'm
4: going to have some guy out there going, watch Mark fall. And <laughs> awesome. you'll, be, you, you'll actually see the fear.
2: No, is this a tandem jump, or are you going to be hooked on to someone else? Yeah, thank God. Okay. I hope hope it's... Somebody that no, that that's fine for first time jumpers and little girls, whatever you know. Skirts. Yeah,
4: whatever you, works for you. Why is he
2: making? No, th- let's go back to this
1: throw part. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think you really have an option if you're stuck to somebody. I think they jump, so you really you're just kind of piggybacking. Well, yeah, on whatever I've, got, they I've do. done it
2: once, you know, and it was great. So. It was better than sex, actually. I mean, well, anyway. that's why I brought the depends in the car just as backup for yours. But, no, mine, are, mine's still there. Oh, okay, just check. Yeah, I just yeah, but I got the highs.
4: I got the old man. Not the, the big boy pull-ups. Yeah, I don't have the speedos.
1: <laughs> I always wondered when you go tandem. You go tandem. Like, what happens if you're a big guy? Like, say you're Moses, and the guy who's the, your whatever you want to call it is Jump. like is like five foot.
8: That you know, it's incredible. just like, how does
1: that really work? And <laughs> not very well. <laughs> I would assume not. Watch out! There's up. a lot of spinning because <laughs> you go if you're jumping tandem, you're on the front, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd be kind of all over. I'd be like, because like the backpack is pulled by the guy, so I imagine <laughs> they don't put you. No, they put you in charge of that.
4: You what? actually get to hold on to that and steer. I it.
1: wonder. I, I wonder how much money you could pay that person to freak you out. It doesn't like, take much. Like hey, hey, here's a hundred. Just pretend it doesn't work for like eight seconds. <laughs> oh, no, that's not <laughs> wait, wait, wait.
4: I went. I went. I did this the first time when my father, when he died, he, one of the things he wanted to do was jump out of an airplane. So I decided to honor my father. I'd go down there, and, and I would do this for him, which is a really bad idea. But we're sitting there waiting our turn, and I see this lone shoot come plummeting to the earth, you know, just... You can't see that on radio, but that was really cool the way I did that. But uh, it just just a shoot, nothing else. And I said, that doesn't bode well for this next program. And this guy comes down, he's in a tandem, and he hits the ground, and he gets up, and he's got this panic look on his face. It wasn't panic. He actually shot himself. Shot himself? No. What's the word? He shot yeah, he deprecated in his in his in his uh depends because the, the main shoe didn't work. And I can just imagine that conversation in the air. The guy's going, stay calm
2: and don't think you're to this. Ah that's the problem. You can't scream because you open your mouth and you're plummeting at about 220 miles an hour. Yeah, so your lungs just sit. That's just up. wrong. I'm starting right. to
8: get a bad visual on this. Well,
2: we'll let's, let's switch gears real quick. So, uh, Moses, Mark said that you would actually be performing your latest song as you were jumping out of an airplane I, and I play never, it all I, the way down.
4: I never said, ju- no, don't get me. He's big. That's a big guy.
2: He'll catch you.
8: Yeah. Yeah, well, how does this all turn out for me jumping out of the plane now?
4: Well, we can raise some more money doing
2: that. You're doing a music video. I, I'm telling you. you get a is, music, get, you're, you're shooting a music, music video. Guy, get a video Very
3: camera on you?
4: Hey,
2: that's a good idea. Why don't we do that? Sure. Of course, your cheeks would be up around your eyebrows. they probably so. have to
1: ask the jumper assistant to be really big, too. I He's got to be a big He's big. got to, right?
4: Well, oh, that'd be sort of funny. You jump, you, you jump for me. No, that's not gonna work. Jump for you. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you put your <laughs> life on the line.
2: You can jump, jump <laughs> for my love, and with the Pointer Sisters. But Moses, so, um, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go serious for a moment here. How did you get involved with Mark and Green Zone and this whole gig?
8: Well, this guy was walking down the street and he had his thumb out. But no, really and truly, I met Mark uh, several years ago and. Uh, I knew he was doing a lot of things for Wounded Warriors, and mm-hmm. this was a project that came about. And I said, what is this Green Zone thing about? And he says, well, this is what it's all about. We get these uh, Connets, uh, containers, and we build houses for our veterans. I said, really? I said, does that take a lot of time and work? He goes, oh, yeah, but it's, I mean, it, it turns out really great, and they have housing right then and there. So uh, he started showing me some pictures, and uh, we talked about it a little bit, and I said, what are you trying to do? And he says, I want every single veteran that needs a Wounded Warrior Project, that needs a home to have a home. I said, I'm in. So that's how it all came about. And I've done uh, several different uh, Wounded Warrior Projects, but this one's become a very dear one to, my, to me.
2: That's cool. So, uh, veterans in the
8: family? My dad's an uh, Army veteran. Oh, um, we sure are for sure to thank him for his service. Thank you. Uh, and then I have a lot of friends that are, uh, that are in the military. Some have passed on, and, and some are still serving.
2: Now, let's go from that into the music. So, when and where did you first pick up your Git Fiddle? and say, you, you can make some songs.
8: Lord have mercy. That's, that's a long story right there.
2: So so long ago, the guitars had five strings on them. Yes,
8: yes, and there was dust everywhere. You had dust? <laughs> no, um, actually, when I graduated from high school, I, um, I went into a music store and uh, was looking for a guitar, and I didn't know what I was looking for. So the clerk was there. And she walked up to me and she said can i help you i said "Uh, yes ma'am i'm looking for a guitar but i don't know what i'm looking for she says well you see all those guitars back there i said yes ma'am she says you go back there pick up a guitar and if it feels right that's the one for you so here i am i go there pick up a guitar and hold it close to me sounds like a love story it's pretty much it is on many levels i
2: bet (laughs) i
8: said and she kept watching me and staring at me. And I said, uh, I'm not going to steal anything. She goes, no, no, no. And then she looked at me and said, can you sing? I said, I sing in a shower. She said, sing me something. And I said, mm, okay. I looked around. And I thought my buddies were around. And they weren't. Uh, but I ended up singing Love Me Tender. Mm. And she said, that's great. She called her friend up friend came over she said sing I said what in the world's going on here next thing I know I had a little crowd there and a lady walked into the door uh, through the door and walked to the back of the store and just kind of watched me there for a while and then after I was done singing she walked up to me she says I can help you I said "Buy guitar she said <laughs> no I can help you with your voice and I said uh, okay uh, that's not really what I wanted to hear and she says uh, i tell you what, if you just give it a shot, I'll give you two months of free lessons on me. And I said, well, let me think about that. When I was buying my guitar, I looked at the chart in the back of the store, and there was a, uh, a rate chart on vocal lessons. Very expensive. Yeah, yeah. So I said, Lord have <laughs> mercy. Two months worth. Did you say
2: free? Two months?
8: <laughs> so I went home and thought about it for a couple weeks, called her back and said, hey, does that offer stand? She says, yes but there are conditions i said "Ooh, okay what are the conditions and she says one work really hard and do not question me and two don't question me again i said okay so she gets back there and uh we agreed to do this deal gets on the piano starts playing some scales and she says all right first thing i want you to do i want you to stand up spread your legs bend over and take a deep breath i said that couldn't be good do what <laughs> she
2: said no. I, I get brownie points for not replying to that I did, so okay. keep going keep she going.
8: said no 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 i needed to show you how to breathe i said i've been breathing frying
2: <laughs> i've been doing great since four seconds after birth but whatever
8: So she started teaching me some uh, breathing techniques, and that's how it all started, uh, became a hobby, and took off from there.
4: Okay. What was your first big song? What was your first big break?
8: Oh, man. My first big song was probably in 1998. Uh, No, actually, it was 1997. We released a song called Texas Highway, and it was on uh, Cherry Records uh, with A.V. Metal Stat. Uncle A.V. And uh, we released it, and it became a big hit there. Uh, kind of like a fluke there. Uh, we didn't have much promotions on it. It just took off. Mm-hmm. And uh, been a wonderful thing. Uh, that really was a big break for me. I got to tour around and uh, work with a lot of great artists out there.
4: B.J.'s one of your personal friends, isn't
8: he? Yes, he is, Mr. B.J. Thomas. He had a birthday just recently, and... Uh, that guy still sounds great, I'm telling you.
2: I bet. Yeah, I kind of grew up on him. I was telling Mark off the air that, because my family dynamic, I grew up with Marty Robbins, Roger Whitaker, B.J. Thomas, those old you know, Smokey Robinson, mm. the old crooning voices that, from the 60s and 70s.
8: Just don't get better than that, really.
2: I got to say, it has a special place in my heart, not only just for the memories it invokes, but also that just was a sound that I don't think has been duplicated since.
8: I think the creativeness, in my opinion, the creativeness in in music is really kind of um, went to the wayside. Because back then, those guys really had to be creative on their sound, on on their um, arrangements. Their their singing was phenomenal. I mean, you really had to sing back then. Nowadays, well...
2: Just hook me up to an auto-tune. I'll make me a million. (laughs) I'm in the wrong business. So... What we have going on is at the end of the month on August the 31st. Correct. Um, like all day? It was all day. All day event at the name of the uh, location? That is uh, Skydive Spaceland in Rochere. At Skydive Spaceland, go out there, take a dive for green zone housing Yes. for, for veterans. Get thrown out of an airplane. Get thrown out of an airplane or, you know, exit upon your own free will if you're a sick individual, whatever. Well, I'm was, not going to judge.
4: Well, remember, guys, when you're doing this, to re- remind everybody, because we get paid for every jump you make. So when you go up there and you're there, say I'm diving for Heroes or this is for Green Zone Housing, let them rem- know that you're there for us. Because you know, we get paid 40 bucks every time you fall out, thrown out, or jump voluntarily.
2: Well, what then someone needs to be stationed at the front gate and tell people that.
4: Well, Moses is 6'4". We'll send him up there. Moses, just, just
2: be out there with the guitar, start playing. Every car is going to stop right down the window. Who are you? Well, I'm the guy telling you to say you're jumping for green zone housing.
4: Yeah, this Scottsdale Space Land, is, uh, Scott Latanis, has been really good to us. He's, he's working real hard to make this a success. and uh, that, That's a great operation out there. If you've never been there, it's a lot of fun just to watch. You know, as a hunter... You know, you, you watch all these parachutes coming down. It looks like quail, a cubby of quail. <laughs> Paul! Yeah, you just want to reach up there and start shooting them out of the air. Not a good idea. Don't, please don't take that. It's, no, don't do that. That's just, I shouldn't have said that.
2: And don't shine lasers in the sky. No, a that's a federal offense. Yeah.
4: But they have great staff. they got a place to eat up there. Uh, they're just wonderful people, really friendly people. You know, it's like that uplifting thing I talk about because it might be the last time that you're uplifted, but... <laughs> sort of fun.
2: No, jokes aside, um, and you know, Mark and I have both made parachute jumps. So it is terrifying. It's exhilarating. It's safe. You know, re- relatively safe as it can be. Uh, yeah. There, there are redundancies and backups. So for all my jokes and grousing about skydiving, this is a great cause. It's a wonderful. Thing. If you haven't skydived, and if you're of the mindset to do it, I encourage you to. It. Nothing makes you appreciate life more than Plummeting to the earth at terminal velocity, before suddenly being jerked to a twenty mile per hour slowdown. A sudden stop.
4: Really, I just.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. And we make all sure pre- the placement's
4: correct. Yeah, as I, was I say, watch
2: where those straps go. because that sudden
4: that sudden slowdown sort of a raise your voice an octave or two. Yep. <laughs> it could be sort of intimidating. Scott says that uh, that it's it's all about living your life until the very moment that you pull the string and save your life. And I think that's a pretty good, pretty good analogy about jumping out of an airplane. Well, a perfectly good airplane anyway. So, Moses, you, uh, you brought a thing back there. What is that thing you brought, a guitar?
8: They call it a guitar.
4: Do you know what a guitar is?
2: It's a wooden instrument. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bigger <laughs> version of the ukulele that I have at home with more strings. You, do you play the ukulele? I do now. Do You, <laughs> you know, I I do I do. A hey, friend multi-talented. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I was directing a play where a couple of gals came on singing a song with the ukulele. They worked it into the show. Yeah, and it just fascinated me. It's like you know what? I got dinky hands. Yeah, you know, I'm a bass player already, so I'm used to the four string motif, and so I got a ukulele. Actually, a friend bought. I borrowed one from a friend. And I guess he wanted it back because he bought me another one. <laughs> and uh <laughs> been uh been playing ever since. Can you sing? Yeah. Not what well, mean? but I can sing. Well, I sing like a constipated bullfrog in a hailstorm, so it really <laughs> There you go. Well, we found your backup singer. You wanna take a really quick break while well, yeah, uh set it up. we're gonna have Moses set up on his git fiddle and maybe he's gonna sing us a song or two, people. You are gonna hear it live here on Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Ain't nothing else
8: that a rabbit do.
3: Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
6: Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary located in Grand Central Park by appointment only is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information.
7: Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Marty Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture.
8: I know that we had plans to
2: Bonjour tout le monde, bienvenue à Dick & Skippy sur le matin, c'est 10h30, nous sommes ici avec Moses Rangel, oh hold on sorry I had the uh, second audio input on there, welcome to Dick & Skippy in the mornings, it's 10.30 on a Friday morning and in the studio with us we
7: have
2: Moses Rangel and he's going to be singing us a song, Moses talked to us about this
8: all right this song uh was written by a good friend of mine by the name of doug gill i was up in austin texas doing a mickey newberry uh songwriting festival Uh, so we got up and sang our songs on this uh songwriting round i heard doug do this song and uh, after he was done i walked up to him i said hey doug i need to know the story behind this song and he said uh, you know sometimes in life you pray, you pray for a lot of different things in life uh, sometimes it's the right thing sometimes it's the wrong thing and sometimes you just uh, just gotta focus on on the things that you really need and he said and also I wrote this song six weeks after 9-11 mm. I said man and I wanted it so powerful. So I asked him if I could record the song. He said, sure, but there's another guy that has a song on hold. I said, well, who is it? He said, Don Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I said, great. <laughs> so after, uh, I guess, uh, Don released his version of the song, uh, I got to talking with Doug. He said, you can still record it. And he says, I really think you got a great version of that song. So. I listened to Don's version. I said, well, let's give it a shot. So we did, and uh, this is the version we came up with. I hate everything And I lost it all I built towers of gold watched them fall I tried my best but I guess my best just wasn't good enough I made promises and I broke them not laid loved ones lives wide open got a broken heart I've come this far So I ain't giving up So I pray for stronger back Pray for a bigger heart Pray for the will to keep on walking When the way's dark I follow that winding road Just try to stay on track I don't pray for light or low Pray for stronger bag I've seen losers Get a second chance And I've seen miracles And happenstance And I've seen long shots Come from way behind To win the race I've had dreams go up In a cloud of smoke It's a world of pain It's a world of hope And it's dark right now But I know somehow That some will find a way To shine upon my face So I pray for stronger back Pray for bigger hearts Pray for the will to keep on walking when the way's dark. I follow that winding road, just try to stay on track. I don't pray for lighter load, I pray for stronger back. I follow that winding road, just try to stay on track. I don't pray for lighter load, I pray for stronger back.
2: Wow! Yeah, we got us there. Some Moses Rangel here in the studio with beautiful song. That was awesome. That thank was you so great, much. Thank you, man. We need just we need a crowd here to go.
8: <laughs> it is a great song. That so powerful words. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I guess the older I get, I appreciate the songwriters a little bit more uh, than the, the you know the uh, I guess the songs that make everybody happy and dance and stuff. Huh? I guess those songs really touch my heart. They have a message behind
2: mm-hmm. them. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I love pretty much all music in general, with, except for Rastabilly Skank, but that's, that's a different <laughs> genre altogether. But, uh, Rastabilly Skank. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Look it up. Is it real? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's,
1: let's remind folks, when you're playing, what is, what's it for? Where can they purchase maybe a uh, jump? And how else can they help out?
4: Okay uh you can purchase tickets online at skydive uh, skydivespaceland.com uh you can do it online you can do it at the event down there at roshear come by and just and 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 just say you're jumping for heroes uh please be there for this the guys you know in, in the nonprofit world, we're always looking for different ways to entice people to come out and, and, and be at a show. Yeah, you know, so you got to think out of the box. Plus, you get great people like Moses, who's by the way, Moses is donating his time and his efforts to be out there. So when you got artists that are willing to do that for for a cause, you want to come out and help them as well, and see them, and, and support their live music, go to their shows, uh, get on their Facebook pages, or their their, their whatever they they have and, and and support them because without that kind of music we're just we're just dead in the water but anyway Moses is going to be there playing so come down to Sp- Skydive spaceland grow Sharon, listen to Moses play because what you just heard is one little song out of his repertoire mm-hmm. and some of his original songs will make you weep some of them make you clap your hands some of them make you want to dance some of them make you want to drink a shot <laughs> so you that bad huh oh yeah it is <laughs> and
8: and so it's August 31st.
4: That is correct. End of this month, August. You know, do you do it, Moses? Tell them what you're going to be doing out there. How long do you want to play?
8: Hey, I, I'm there for the folks and for you. Oh, that's, so, yeah, that's, that's uh, great. So August 31st, um, what time did you say it was going
2: to I gonna think it's going to start
4: about 7 in the morning when they start jumping. 7 a.m. We're going to be there. Yeah, until the last jumper falls. The
2: drinking starts at 7 a.m. To wow. build up the liquid courage to jump out by 12 noon.
4: Yes. What happens is also Spaceland does not serve alcohol.
2: Really? That's it's right. Okay, I got a hip flask.
4: But <laughs> but they've made arrangements. They're going to cordon off a little area, and we're going to serve a little alcohol that you can get with donations because we can't legally serve alcohol. That's correct, you know. Mm-hmm. Donate will do that. We're going to have Mo- Moses' merchandise is going to be there. So
2: you'll have, like, CDs and stuff to sell there? I'll awesome, awesome. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to make sure they I'll buy I'll be those. buying
2: one, that's for sure.
4: And we'll have some Green Zone housing stuff to buy. We, we I made 40 shirts. I think that's what uh laura's making laura's tees out here and and conroe's making it for us she designed them 40 t's only for this jump well you have all the other merchandise of course but it's going to be i survived the jump for heroes for green zone housing she did all the stuff for it so there's gonna be 40 of those for sale uh
2: and funds raised from this will go to world
4: war ii bill for zach griffin's program we've got uh, the property's now cleaned off again we're this gentleman, uh, Mr. Holly, for Montgomery Dozers is going to be putting in the pad for us. We already have the house built. We just need to finish it out to get it moved out there, thanks to uh, Al Cade at Cade's Country, who uh, gave us a heck of a deal on that. So it's all going to that build. You know, Originally, that build was going to be for three people, actually two people. Now it's turned out we're building for six. So we've bid off a little bit more than what we had planned, but that's okay. Because Montgomery County and Montgomery City and Conroe and everybody else supports us that we'll get it done you know we're affecting we're, we're six people instead of two
8: and so the website is greenzonehousing.com correct? correct so they can go on the website and find out all the information on green zone housing and I really urge everyone to come out to find out more about green zone housing because it's a great great charity uh, that benefits are wounded warriors out there, and that are needing some housing. So, uh, if you would like to come out, come on out and hang out with me a little bit, and then we get to learn a little bit more about Green Zone Housing, how we can uh, get involved.
2: There you go. There you and go. if uh, you know you don't not near a pen or anything, to jot stuff down. Just remember Green Zone Housing. Go on Facebook. Um, there's a, an event on the page there That's for uh, for this event. You can find out all about um green zone and moses people want to find out more about you where do they go
8: you go to Mosesrangle.com, dot com uh, you can find me there on the website you can find me in all the social media uh stuff out there instagram um uh, facebook page uh twitter all that good stuff. Be my friend because I want to be your friend. You can
4: also find him <laughs> on Green Zone Housing as well. There you
1: go. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, folks, you've been listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings on Lone Star Community Radio. We're gonna take a quick break and say goodbye to these guys. When we come back, we're gonna close out the show. Uh it is ten forty-three right now, and uh, we'll be right back. you have been listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings.
8: Let me, start out out on a town that's Let me leave.
3: Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
6: Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staffs striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look up the Health Center Southeast Texas online at
0: hcset.com.
5: Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to BeanPunk Coffee. Beanpunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us. At 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit BeanPunkCoffee.com to see our complete list of special events.
8: Hey, Montgomery County E and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Fives with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Buys with Miss Cece Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLoneStar.com.
6: Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com
0: Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world.
8: All right,
1: welcome back to Dick and Skippy in the Mornings here on IRLoneStar.com. Broadcasting live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe Wrapping up today's show I uh, just want to give a shout out to Moses Ring- Rangel Right, that's that right? Rangel, uh-huh. uh he was so nice to give us a couple CDs that we can give away So we'll be giving away those on Wednesday's show It's a beautiful starting song you did 9 at o'clock. studio Yeah, that was cool And that's exciting about uh, going out there and jumping out of an airplane And listening to Moses Rangel Are you so, going to do it, Jake? Uh, no, no, I will not uh, but, yeah, so let's just kind of kind of wrap up today's show. Uh, don't forget we podcast every show on iTunes, Google Play. Uh, we try to release it the same day as the show since we do it live. Uh, we will be here tomorrow – or not tomorrow, on Wednesday mm-hmm. at 9 a.m. We're looking forward to that. Right now we currently don't have a guest, so if you're interested in being a guest, reach out to us. There's a couple ways you can reach out. We had Dick and Skippy at gmail.com. You can call, text, and leave us a message at 936-228-9368. And uh, outside that, that's have Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So,
2: Dick, what are you going to do between now and Wednesday? I will miss you in the meantime. Oh, I'm working on the back.
1: So, that's where we're doing soundproofing stuff. And then, uh, awesome. So,
2: I myself will be holding auditions for a very special production uh, tomorrow evening at Stageworks Theater. If you go to StageworksHouston.org or StageworksTX.org, you'll get it. It's, uh, you know, the show, It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. You know, George Bailey, Clarence the Angel. Okay, so this is a play about a 1940s radio troupe putting on a radio version of the movie. Okay. So it's great because it's five people doing all the voices. Oh, jeez. So, like, one person actually has to do, like, 15 different voices and characters. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if, if you if you fancy yourself as an actor who can do different characters, go to, uh, look, just look up Stageworks Theater uh, in on Facebook. And you'll see the audition notice. Sign up for it. Well, cool.
1: That's tomorrow right. night. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, special thanks to Green Zone Housing and Moses Rangel music, Rangel music being on the show today. If you missed it, don't forget, we archive all our shows on our YouTube channel and Facebook. And, of course, IRLoneStar.com slash Dick and Skippy. That's IRLoneStar.com slash Dick and Skippy. We'll see you guys tomorrow. And, of course, our giveaway will be this CD right here that I'm holding in my hand, Mosaic by Moses Rangel. It'll be available tomorrow, so uh, stay tuned. we got more stuff coming here on Lone Community Radio, more live talk radio all the way to 3 o'clock here on Lone Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. We'll see you guys Wednesday with more Dick and Skippy.
2: Down, it's